Sipping on some 40s, yeah, yeah. Talking about the 40s, oh yeah. His 40s are 40s, oh yeah, oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of 40s on 40s. I'm Seth. I'm Josh. And uh, today we'll be covering four more hits from the Billboard Hot 100. You know, I've said this enough times, you think I'd remember that, but oh well. Uh, so uh, without further ado, let's crack these bad boys open. Josh, what do we got today? Today we have the Old English. Ye Old English? Ye Old English. <laughs> nice. Um, it's, uh, I must know that this is 42 ounces, so uh-oh. two extra ounces, things might get a little off the hook. And then, not only that, <laughs> it's also like 7.5%. Oh god, it's really? Pretty, <laughs> you know, actually, we haven't really been getting super drunk. To any of the other 40s we've had thus not, far? Not really, yeah. So, <laughs> I think this might be the first time we actually experienced true drunkenness <laughs> on this show. Well, shit, let's fucking crack it open. Ooh, and they're, they're big plastic twist-offs, my favorite. <laughs> That's really, if you're gonna... If you're I was, gonna, like, holding the drink up to the light, and then people <laughs> started walking <laughs> up the stairs, and I was like, let's put that down. Oh, cops. Anyway, <laughs> cheers, buddy. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Can't really clink with the plastic. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Oh wow, I can taste it, dude. Cool. I can taste the extra malt. The malt is good. Oh man. Uh, you know, this is actually the beer that I used to drink Brass Monkeys with. So oh, okay. when we do eventually do that, we should definitely get these again. Brass Monkey. Um, I like the little label that says uh, "Cold Wind Blue." It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think there's you another. Know, sometimes, I, I was just making a joke about how it seems a little silly when if you just grab the beer, you'll know if it's cold <laughs> or not. You don't need to do it. But, Wait, but know. how could you be sure if you don't have the label, Josh? You just grab the beer and feel it. What if you've been grabbed by the the cold hands of reality and you can't tell the difference between what's cold and what's hot? That's why I'm here. I'm here to help you with that. Oh, well, thanks, buddy. <laughs> well, anyway, let's let's get into these and see what we got going. Um, take a look at the list here. So, actually, um, look what you made me do is still number one, um, and I suspect it will be there for quite some time. It just got to number one, I think, last week. I'll make a few calls and get it out of there. Okay, <laughs> thanks. Appreciate that. Anyway, uh, so let's see. Number two, Cardi B still got Bodak Yellow. Number three is still Despacito, but we have a new challenger at number four. Guess who it is? It's another Taylor Swift song. Taylor Swift at it again. Ready for it. It's uh, just ready for it? Question mark. Are we? Are you ready for it, Josh? I'm actually. I'm actually over it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not not ready for it. Just over it. Damn. Damn. Well, uh, let's just let's let's blank slate. We don't know. Maybe it'll be great. It might be great. You never know. Um. I guess we'll find out in a second. Right, Taylor. think of that josh what did what did you think of that before we listened to it what, what was that you told me 
before we listened to it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, you said I'm kind. You said something like, so I'm uh, I'm kind of not excited for this. <laughs> or something like that. You know, I don't know, <laughs> man. Like two Taylor, I think two Taylor Swift songs back to back on the charts like this. I don't know why, but it like kind of it just kind of worried me. You know, I was worried that the songs would just be too close to each other in in style. I don't know. I was just worried that it would be washed out. And um, you know, upon listening to it, I definitely I have a lot of thoughts on it, but they're not all negative in the slightest. I actually thought I thought that the beat and the production sort of reminded me of what Daft Punk did to like the Tron Legacy soundtrack, mm. like with those really deep kind of like ambient 808 with like the beat with the, or with the melody line. Yeah. Um, but you know, um, I kind of want to talk about the the chorus compared to the rest of the song. Yeah, I felt like I didn't feel like the chorus enhanced my enjoyment of the song. What I mean, my, what I mean, my, what I mean by that is, um, so the chorus is a sudden veering of uh, mood and atmosphere and key. Just so you guys know, you know, I mean, you'll hear it. Um, but I don't think it. To me, it was just like this left turn that killed the mood that was created before the chorus came. Mm. So the, the the sort of heavier, darker mood was like, okay. And then it shifted gears so much that I was like, all right, now we're in a happier, more vulnerable, intimate space, which is also, I'm like neutral about. But mm. I just felt that they didn't help or enhance each other or... Yeah, I I mean, I agree. I think that um, my problem with it is that, you know, you start it out, and it's got this, this whole booming, dark vibe to it. And, um, yeah, the chorus, the chorus in, in contrast felt like a completely different song, honestly. Like, right. it felt like it was on the cutting room floor for maybe, like, 1989, or, like, one of her other albums, and it just, like, made it onto this song, like, sneakily. Right. Um, I do think that the one time that the chorus actually did work for me was on the very last one, uh, when it had more of, the, more of the deep end of, like, the 808 and the bass, and it, like, enhanced it. Right. But the first two leading up to that didn't have that, and so, yeah, it totally, it totally like, was a mood killer. Um, and even the time that it did enha enhance the low end was only after a huge pause in the song. So it already loses all the traction it had. Right. Um, well, the rest of the song, I'm pretty sure it's an E minor, and I'm pretty sure the chorus is in G major, which is like yeah, no, it's it's definitely like they don't change keys; it just shifts from minor to major. Yeah. Like, um, well, that is shifting keys, but they're the same exact um, like the same accidentals, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like the the relative minor, whatever the the, the term for it. Yeah. So it's not that jarring, just, like, you're going from the minor is, like, the dominant vibe to the major. Mm -hmm. But that's... We're getting... I'm getting off track here. Sorry. Um, I don't think... I'm not opposed to the idea of changing moods and vibes within songs. That's not the problem. I think it's... What I think didn't work was the lyrics for the darker vibe don't really fit to me. They don't. They don't fit the music. Like, um, did you think they didn't go dark enough? Uh, I would say yes, but then also like 
it just because it's so treated and like produced it mm-hmm. sounds so safe yeah which is the opposite of the vibe that the music was trying to give you right and then it, and then so you add on to that another layer of like kind of simple dumb in my opinion lyrics like (laughs) it just like the darker section wasn't quite working and then it just shifts gears to like the sort of sensual sexy but like good girl nice persona of taylor and the chorus and um i must confess i'm more drunk on the first song right now than i ever have been Wow. Because this... That was like two gulps, dude. I had two big gulps, and this is like pretty pretty uh, strong. I'm not drunk at all, but just I can tell I'm rambling more. Sure, Josh. I usually don't ramble like this until we're like three <laughs> three songs in. Dude, I'm excited for the last song. It's, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be wild. Um, I think, can we just... What were the lines that I thought were funny? Oh, she's like, I'll be with you forever because I see nothing better. It's like, okay. Oh, snap. That was funny. Oh, snap. And then yeah. what was... Uh, fuck... Oh, there was the line about, like, uh, if you can be a ghost, I can be a phantom. You were laughing about that. That was kind of silly. There was another one later. Was it about the, like, I'm going to keep him forever as a vendetta? No, it wasn't that one. It wasn't that one, okay. We have, can we look at the lyrics? Yeah, I mean, I think the ghost one was just kind of silly because I think that she was trying to make a big metaphor and it just, like, didn't really work okay, out um, the right way. Oh, okay, that was the other one, the... Br- like, uh, he can be my jailer. It's like, okay, I'm this, right. <laughs> oh, like, the bird like, to this tailor. It's like, she's a thief because she steals hearts, but then he can join the heist, so whose heart are they stealing? <laughs> and then it's like, but then they go to jail, or she goes to jail for stealing hearts, I guess, but he's the jailer. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> maybe... Like, is he in on the heist, or is he the jailer that, and then they... And then after all that, it's like... Just to throw in some sort of rhyme with Taylor, <laughs> he can also be the burden to my Taylor. They had like three marriages and divorces, very turbulent, terrible relationship. Oh man! So it's uh... well, what if it was like a ploy for a threesome? Like if they could both steal the dude's heart, <laughs> another dude's heart. Like they have the threesome, and then they're like, "Oh, we're both gonna steal his heart Taylor, mutually." As I told Seth, as I told Seth before we heard the song, <laughs> it's not a question of am I ready for it. It's a que- it's a it's telling you that I'm over it before I even heard it. Oh, man, shots fired. And now I'm, like, crazy. Thank you. Oh, that was a pretty good... That was a pretty good attempt. That was good. Yeah. It's about, you do like... It so good. I, it's Do it one more time. It's like... <laughs> I feel like right. it's better when I cover my mouth. It, like, it's really gets more good. than the whole effect. Anyway, <clears throat> um, I think that's all we have to say about this song. It just... There were parts of it that were very promising, but I think overall it didn't really add up to that cohesive of a song. The lyrics didn't really make any sense, weren't very impactful. I don't even really know... Coming out of it, I don't really know what the vibe of the lyrics were trying to do. Like, was it trying to be a revenge song? Was it trying to be, like, a I Come Back From The Dead song? Was it trying to be, like, a Fuck My Exes song? Was it a combination of all of those? It was very murky, yeah. yeah I think I agree. The, the theme, the themes were very muddled. Yeah, to me, like, I definitely leaned more towards the production on this one just because the lyrics were so, like, nonsensical to me <laughs> that I didn't even really pay them much mind. Right. Um, and I wanted to focus on the better things that I enjoyed, like the production, until I got to the chorus and then I threw all that away, but we already talked about that, so... Yeah. Uh, word. Well, let's move on to the next one then. Uh, let's see here. Excuse you. 
Josh. I've been waiting to get a burp on here. <laughs> well, there it is. I know, we haven't had a real burp on this podcast yet. I've been... No, well, I've had them. I've just been polite, and I, like, do Uh-oh. them under my breath every I'm time. I'm so proud of you. This is the first time I was like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. I want the people to hear it. Well, you know what? Oh, no. I'm not yeah. good. I thought it was going to happen. But... It'll happen, people. Just wait. <laughs> Seth's going to rip it. <laughs> <laughs> get that two for two. Um, all right, so number five is uh, the Logic song. <laughs> Uh, number six is Wild Thoughts. Seven is Grandmaster Puth with attention. <laughs> Puth. <laughs> Puth, sorry. Eight is Believer. Oh my God. Nine is Unforgettable. Ten, I believe, is, yep, it's still Rake It Up. Um, Eleven is Rake It Up. What? That's eh, not possible. Ten was- oh, ten was There's Nothing Holding Me Back. Okay. Eleven is Rake It Up, sorry. Uh, Twelve is Bank Account. Thirteen, we got a new one. Oh, okay. My girl Demi Lovato. Sorry, not sorry. Whoa, okay, I was I was uh, shoving my face into Seth's phone to see the picture oh, the picture for the single because it appears she's shirtless in bed. Well, listen, Josh. Let's get into the track and see how naked the beats are. Nah, that's. Oh, I tried. No, that was a good one. Was it? Yeah. Are you just giving me credit for that one? No, that was good. That's drink too. Oh, thanks, man. Cheers. Um, dude, so while we were listening to this song, I definitely took a swig, and I forgot that the lip on these bottles is way bigger. Mm-hmm. So I almost spilled, like, all over myself. But I realized it, like, just when it hit my nose, and I think I saved most of it. So I thought you'd be proud of me. <laughs> um, anyway. not, not a drop of beer was wasted. And he saw that it was good. And it was. Anyway, let's talk about the song. I really liked this song, actually. I liked it. Um, yeah. I like her, I don't know Demi Lovato very well. Okay. So, I didn't realize, like, I like her voice a lot. There's yeah. a lot of power and passion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like her voice a lot. Yeah, Demi Lovato's got a great <clears throat> voice. Um, she, oh man, you know, if you were to ask me what the single was that she got big on, I don't even remember the name of it, but she's been making making tracks the last couple of years. Um, she honestly, it kind of reminds me of, like, Pink. Like kind of reminds me of her voice a little bit because it's like that that mid to high with like that that like really intense power behind it. Right. Um, not quite like Christina Aguilera heights of insanity. Like, you know, it's like that comfortable like mid to high like sass. Right. Um. I really, I actually thought in this one, like, the lyrics were simple, but I enjoyed them. Um, yeah, it was simple, to the point, the theme was clear. Yeah, exactly, like, it was, um, yeah, the theme was clear, it set out what it did to do, um, it stayed true to, like, the title and the theme, um, and, uh, yeah, I just thought it did a really good job. My one, my one criticism, which I think is sort of a criticism of, um kind of a lot of pop songs in general that are on this list is I feel like the chorus like it felt like it needed to put in like that drop for the chorus mm-hmm. and I feel like choruses don't like of course when you find like a song that 
is popular, you're going to want to do that trend. It's Britney, bitch. But I don't think you need to do it all the time, and I don't think that this song necessarily needed, like, a halftime drop like it had. Hmm. I think if you had kept up, like, the eighths on that chorus, it still would have been fun. Yeah, um... In my opinion. On a similar note, um, the beginning... I like the rhythm and the melody of her voice and just the rhythm of the song overall in the beginning. Yeah. It started to get my head bobbing, especially during the pre-chorus with, like, this nice little um, piano. Um, mm-hmm. bom, bom, bom. Like, that was, you know, I was down with that. But then yeah. I agree, when it, whenever, every time I went to the chorus and you have these really low, like, bass... Um, like very long legato bass notes that mm-hmm. are like um, happening. I f- they felt out of place. It felt a little muddled, and it kind of killed the vibe for me. Um, I wasn't really down with that. Yeah, I mean, like it just. I feel like especially the pre-chorus to chorus contrast like the pre-chorus it had those claps and she's like payback is a bad bitch and I'm one and I'm like fuck yeah dude you get that shit and then like when it drops into the chorus it's not that I mean that's the time for her vocals to shine like clearly that's when she's like hitting those high notes right but I just felt like it kind of takes a little bit of that fun out of it you know when it does the half um, and I know that it's supposed to, like, replace, like, fun with swag, which I get, because it's a very, like, swag-tacular song. Um, mm-hmm. that is a word, by the way. I don't think, I don't think it, it would, it would have been same, if not more swag, if they had a little bit more punctuation and, like, mixed up the rhythm a little bit more. Mm. I don't. I don't think it would have. You know. Yeah. It was weird. No. I. I mean. I totally agree. Like that was, and that was why I was saying that is like. I think it still would have been badass, even with keeping that same like eighth rhythm. Because um, yeah, dropping it, it just felt like it just felt like a like an obligation to have the drop that it was like an actual part of the song that she wrote. You know. Like, it felt like a bunch of producers sitting around being like, we need a drop in there somewhere, where are we going to put it? And they were like, well, I guess we could throw it into the chorus and it'll be fine, and we could check that off a list, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Nowhere near the Quincy Jones level. Oh, for sure. I mean... Not even close. I mean, who is next to Quincy Jones, other than Quincy Jones? It's a good point. But they're further further from than others. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Um, yeah, I'm, well, I'm really happy that this was, I think this was a good, like, if you haven't heard Demi Lovato before, I think this is a pretty good introduction as far as, like, her voice is concerned. I like her so much more than Taylor. Dude, right? I was actually gonna say, like, her, her voice has so much more, like, personality. I want them, I want them to do, like, a sing-off, and then, like, (laughs) and then the power of Demi, the power of it, will just, like make Taylor's head explode and then we won't have to hear any more of her music. Dude, did you ever see um, Scott Pilgrim versus the world? Sorry, Taylor. I did see that. I liked the movie a lot from what I remember. You, you, uh, like, detailing, like, the voice-off sort of reminds me of, like, that uh, that rock battle they have against the, the, is it the Kusanagi twins? I think I don't remember. Um, but, like, with, like, the two dragons, and then they've got, like, the, the gorilla thing. I sort of imagine, like, their voices would, like, spawn, like, giant, you know, like, animals, and they would just start and fighting. The animals, yeah. And then the animals fight. Yeah. So they, they don't have to. Something. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I've i been a Demi Lovato fan My mind for a while. is just starting to explode. Holy shit. 
Because I loved Pokemon, but now I'm thinking, like, <laughs> what if they didn't want to fight? Like, that's really fucked up. I mean, um, technically... did Pikachu almost die or something? Well, but Pikachu and Ash have a different bond. They're, they're buddies. Right. I mean, granted, Ash is still making Pikachu fight for him. But his... it's like, the people are just making them fight. Like, people don't experience any pain. Like, oh, no, all, of course not. All, like, their Pokemon are, like, going through a lot of pain and suffering. Yeah. Just for, like, sport. It's like dog fighting, dude. Yeah, it's exactly, that's what I was gonna get at. It's not like football, it's like you're putting your own body on the line, and you're just putting an animal's body on the line. Yeah, and it's like, it's an animal, man, it's like not even a human, I mean, it's not even like boxing or like martial arts. You've got like fucking dragons breathing fire on other animals, that's that's fucked up, I don't understand why they fight. Like... It makes sense in one way. Okay, it makes sense if it's like a weapon thing, like bad people are trying to do bad things, and you like mm-hmm. use them kind of as like it's a you know war. Yeah. But like just the comp- competitive sport aspect seems kind of weird. I know, and it's like heavily implied that it's like government funded, so that's kind of weird. I need to watch Pokemon now. I didn't realize that. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, man. I mean, there's a whole there's a whole Pokemon League. It's like a big deal, man. You wanna watch it with me? Yeah. Can I come over? We'll watch do Netflix. Or something? Come over and watch the Pokemon. Netflix and chill. Wink. Wink, wink, nudge. Oh, you don't have to wink around me, baby. I already know. Um, anyway, let's, <laughs> let's get back to some songs here. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing on this podcast? I forget. Um, okay, so after that, strip that down. Did we do that one? We oh, did yeah, do we that did. one. Oh, I remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. we did Slow Hands, which I pulled out the, I pulled out the angry card on that one last week. Yeah. I gotta say, you know, listening back to it this time, I think... 20 that, minutes of anger. It was, it was 25 minutes <laughs> of anger. anger. I think that looking back on it, you know, like, I'm less angry about it now, um, <clears throat> but I think, I think that my, my opinion on like the rhythm of it like the the guitar rhythm i think that was just based on your sound system so that might have been some bias but i still i still stand by everything i said about his voice his voice clipping is fucking dumb it doesn't add to the song i hate it i mean you know not trying to put him down a ton but okay it's so hard anyway okay well next up we have a fucking Portugal the Man song on the top 100. I don't see it. It's it's, oh, oh. it's called Feel It Still. I'm oh, a l- it's right below the song we re- really like. It's right below That's What I Like by Bruno Mars. Yeah, I like that one a lot. So Feel It Still by Portugal, Portugal the, the Man. Man. It's number 18. That's um, a band? Yes, okay. they are a band. I'm a little bit nervous because I love Portugal the Man and I don't know what them being this high up on the charts means for the song yes. quality. Um, but let's get into it. See what we got going on here. I'm a rebel just for kicks burped up some fucking backwash. <laughs> oh. Oh my god. Yeah, this is taking it out on, on me. <laughs> Us. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> What's taking what? I said this is taking it out on us. Right. No, okay, so the song. Oh. 
Okay, so, well, did, did you want to start, or do you want me to start into it? I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm like not, I'll try. Um, <laughs> okay. I try liked the vibe, you yeah. know, like, mm-hmm. it, it felt a little more natural. I don't know why. It might be in my drunken mind. Okay. That might be the reason, but it felt more natural and live. Um, right. It's obviously not live, but maybe it just wasn't quantized as much as most songs. Anyway, the I liked the voice and the vocals and the vocal effect, and I um, it was kind of a, a I don't know, man, it was fucking groovy. And then yeah, I I was actually into the like mid or post mid section like underwater effect where they cut all the mid. Yeah, that I was like kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the lyrics are kind of vague and like honestly the lyrics were okay they're like kind of meh but the vibe and like all that was you know i enjoyed it i had a good time so he was actually where i would slightly disagree with you um in that the lyrics uh well here's my take on it basically the lyrics were extremely meaningful um, not to sound all like, mm, yes, well, uh, not to sound like that, but looking up the lyrics on Genius, um, there's actually a lot of them referring to what's happening politically right now. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, like them referring to, um, I'll take it back to 1966, that's when the Black Panther Party was a thing. Cool. So they were like, fuck racism, let's just take it back to Black Panther Party, which I don't actually think anybody in Portugal, well, I mean... I don't think they're all entirely white, but I don't know if there's any black members necessarily. Right. But that's still kind of cool that they're just like, fuck it, let's just go back to right. Black Panther and, like, fuck everyone up. Yeah, I didn't think... I just thought of, like, oh, they're playing on the rebel identity of, like... Right. Which was, like, the 60s civil rights and then, like, right. 80s sort of punk thing. So I thought that was kind of cool, but I didn't connect the dots of, like, our current current climate and what they might be trying to say. Yeah, and I mean, like, there's actually, it's really interesting, uh, for those of you listening at home, if you look up this song on Genius, um, the actual band members commented on the song. So, you know for sure, I think that the fact that it's in, like, a different color means that, like, actual people who wrote the song commented on it, which is super fucking cool. Um... But basically, they were, like, you know, talking about, like, opposition to Trump building the wall. Oh, yeah. Um, because they were, like, you know, maybe it'll be different. Um, it was, it's really interesting, like, reading into it, because from the vibe of it, you'd have no idea. Like, I, it sounded like a nice, happy, like, yeah, I gotta dance and have a good time, but really it just is, like, this big, like, rebel (laughs) fuck your song. Right. great. I wanna make a comment here. Okay. There is a... It brought up a faint remembrance of the, uh... Because I'm happy song. Oh, you're right. And, um... You're totally right. I have no other insight other than to just tell people that it, it made <laughs> me think of that for a second. No, I'm... Yo, you're absolutely right. I... You know what? And I thought that the song sounded kind of familiar, and I didn't understand why, but, um, that's a super good point, dude. Um, who was that? It was the guy that Pharrell Williams. Yeah, the, the one, the man that doesn't age. The guy who kind of looks like John Legend, but isn't actually John Legend, right? And doesn't age. And also doesn't age. His voice just his his face just gets smoother as he ages. So eventually, by the time he's ninety, it's gonna be like a complete like. He's like Benjamin Button. <laughs> I never saw that movie. Right, you never saw, saw it. But I saw. 
Fuck! I saw a preview for a movie okay. that made fun of it, and and like Christine uh, Wig, Christine Wig was like suckling a baby and was like, "Yes, no, just go on and die." And I, it made me, it made me laugh really hard. What the fuck, dude? I forgot. That's what, super maybe dark. Was, was it the Secret Life of Walter Mitty? Might have been that. Wait, was there a whole? Was there an entire movie based on being a satire of Benjamin? No, Bell? it was just one quick scene that made, okay. me, that made me laugh. Really I was about hard. to say, God, that is that is real dedication to that joke. No, shooting an entire movie. No. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, I liked it. You know That's, what? Uh, sorry. Oh no, no. What were you saying? No, no. Go ahead. Mine's, okay. mine's irrelevant. <laughs> no, your your opinion is never irrelevant. No, it's Comma, really baby. stupid. Really stupid about the movie. But go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, what I was gonna say is that I wish this song hadn't been spoiled for me because it's. Oh, excuse me. Hold on. Spoiled as in you heard it before. Or yes. Maybe, well, okay. I haven't heard the song in its entirety before, oh, okay. but I've heard snippets of it on like I want to say it's like Netflix. Netflix. Ads. Oh, ads. Okay. Yeah, like it's definitely like in an ad somewhere. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. Like, oh, wait, Netflix is music ads or is like a no, no, no like it was on a um, it was on like soundtrack. A, not not even. It was literally like when the. When the Netflix logo would show up, it would do, like, the last five seconds of, like, the, hey, ding, like, it would do that. Oh, okay. So, for whatever reason, I just associated that song with, like, corporate media, and I was like, man, fuck this song. It's so happy. But then, like, yeah. I heard it as, like, a normal song. It was like, oh, this song is kind of fun. I enjoy it. So, I wish it hadn't been spoiled for me like that. Um, right. There was, so, actually, as a quick side note, there was this one summer, I think it was summer of 2011, um... And it was when I graduated from college and was like, I'm going to be my <laughs> own man and <laughs> excuse, excuse you. You're going to be your own man. I was, I was like, I'm going to be my own man. And so I went out and I was like, I haven't listened to the radio in fucking forever. So I was like, let's <laughs> do it. And it was the year, it was the year that Pumped Up Kicks was really big on the radio. Oh, okay. And I swear to God, dude, I heard that song like probably upwards of 10 times in a day. On average. Wow. Wait, just on the radio? Yeah, just like I would I would hear it and be like, oh okay, this is a good song, I've already heard it. I'd flip to the next channel, that okay. same song would be on and be like, oh no. My question would be like <laughs> yeah. it's like major radio, they mm. they play a very small selection of tracks repeatedly mm. <clears throat> because of like corporate money things. Yeah. But what you said seems very excessive, so I wonder if that I wonder if that means that they pumped more money into the song. Would you say or, that they pumped up the kicks? Right. But if they, if they pumped oh, more sorry. money in the song, or if like just people liked it so much that like I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if if request lines are like a real thing in this day and age, but I do know that that song was like. I mean. That song, like, made that band's career, you know? They were, mm -hmm. like, just some kids Foster hanging out. Foster the People? Mm -hmm. You're right, yeah, yeah, they, they were just some kids yeah. hanging out, and that song just rocketed Fuck. them. My mind has just exploded another time. Damn, two explosions one night. You, the you, you same, know, right? probably the same year, like, 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. I was watching Last Call with Carson Daly. Oh, and, yeah. And he was, like, interviewing them right before they got, like, crazy big... And that one, like that oh. song, that song was like just starting to become like huge. Oh, crazy, dude! And um, they seemed like nice people. Yeah, you know, I think, and that's a whole another conversation that we can have about how, like, what touring can do to a band, right? 
because like they got you know they got huge off of like one song and can I say something that sounds like <laughs> I interrupt you so much no dude I mean listen we're actually getting drunk for I once I don't care how it's it very sounds. exciting I just want to say uh-huh. what's making me feel weird is that he was interviewing them at the federal Oh, no kidding. Like, and we really? live, we live like right next to there. Wow. Okay, so, uh, quick plug. Wow, I can't even say plug. Plug. P-L-U-G plug. Uh, for all of you listening at home, um, The Federal is a bar that is, uh, pretty great for... North Hollywood. Yeah. And we, Car- I think just Carson Daly liked it for some reason. Wow. Liked that bar. That's so interesting. Because I, I saw him, like... This is back when I would, like, watch TV late at night, which I don't really do anymore. Uh-huh. And, like, I saw him interview, like, two or three different bands at, that, at the Federal. So Interesting. He, he, maybe he just, like, went through a Federal phase or something. Or maybe that was, like, where his show was just, like, hosting at for a while? Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. Um, anyway, I was saying something about how touring can fuck up a band if you're new and you only have one single and you don't know what to do with yourself. But I think that's pretty much all I was going to say about it was that... Was that little... It worked out. little ditty. So, the song that we were talking about was yes. not Foster the People. <laughs> no, it was Portugal the Man. So, there you go. <laughs> they both have three words, though, right? Uh, yeah, that's true. It, they both have the as the middle the, word. The, <laughs> and then, like, some sort of noun. The man, the people. That's, yeah. like, Horse the Band, Young the Giant, fucking... There you go, man. I'm, I'm impressed. Scrappy the Scrappertons. <laughs> Bombay Bice... No, it's not. That doesn't have a the. It doesn't have a the. I fucked it up. Saying the the is also really hard. The the. That I think there was a band called cool. the the. Yeah, 80s. They got some good stuff. There was also a band that was just called the band. It's also great. <laughs> they have good stuff, too. Leading back to the Bob Dylan vein that we end up always going to in this podcast. Um, Can I just pause you right now and tell you? I tried very hard to unscrew the bottle cap to my beer <laughs> okay. which had no cap on it um, oh god so that just tells you that oh, no. <laughs> this is way too, way too strong of a drink to be doing I am so hyped so right now I was like squeezing and I was like ah okay alright there's <laughs> oh, no cap god. I think this is actually we're actually experiencing real drunkenness on this show I it's think before happening. we just got tired drunk, but now this is, like, real drunkenness. We just got kind of buzzed, and I was still down for, a, like, a white Russian. No way, that's... Yeah, I'm not getting no a white fucking Russian way, tonight, dude. No. Not tonight. That is too much. What's... Um, okay, let's see here. Um, next up. So, I actually didn't, didn't um, foresee how many songs we've already done on the show. This is our fifth episode, right? And we've already covered a ton of tracks here. It's pretty impressive. Oh, okay. You know what? Lil Uzi Vert. It's been on here for a while. We haven't covered it yet. So, you know, might as well do it now while it's here. Exo Tour Life. Wait, what the fuck? Okay. So this just for those listening at home who uh, are blind and only can listen through Braille. Sorry, guys. Um... The song is spelled EXO Tour. Life is spelled L L I F three. So, just there's a good reason. Take sure. one of those L's out. You're good. Mm-hmm. Um, but who am I to comment on Lil Uzi Vert's spelling habits? Right. Correct. 
<laughs> all right, let's listen to this before. Can I just ask real quick? Yeah, what's did, up? What's we, did, up we did three songs, right? Yeah, this, right, is our, this is our fourth one. All right, because if we had another couple to go, this might not work out. <laughs> I'm just saying. Damn. You know what? This this is really starting to starting to push our limits. This is kind of exciting. This is, I think, when the podcast gets fun is when it's like, can we hold together a show while we're actually drunk. Right. It's like, okay, I'll tell you guys right now. This was like, before it was like the training wheels, and this is like the two-wheeler. Your dad was pushing you, and then he just let go. And right. this is like the moment of truth right here. I'm going to tell you. Okay. I'm going to tell you guys right What's now, up? and then we'll, we'll stop. What's up? Until the next segment. Right. Um, if I was at a party, okay. I would be just turning up like four out of ten. Because I don't have any responsibility to, like, analyze music and songs and, like... Wait a second, 4 out of 10 is really low. I turn up really hard at parties. Shit, dude. Yeah, I turn up, like... So what you're saying is this right now is a 4 out of 10. Yeah, because my 4 out of 10 is, like, it's low. Because I... I, 4 out of 10 for me is, like, oh, you can still have, like, 3 or 4 more drinks (laughs) before you puke. Are you saying, oh, before you puke? Well, that's not Mm -hmm. a... You want to be comfortable, though. You don't want to puke. Well, no, I... My standard is like eight, eight, of, eight out of ten means that you're puking, oh, and then my ten, god. ten is blacking out. So I'm at like oh, a four. Oh my god! Okay. So this is like starting to push the limits of like I can do a show and like have interest, like, like, co- like smart or co- not smart, insightful, sort of coherent, co- coherent thoughts and comments on things. Okay. So this last song, I'm just sorry already. This might, it's going to be weird. (laughs) Apologies in advance. But you know what? We do it for the people listening. We love you guys. We appreciate you. Possibly even drinking along with us, which holy shit, have you been drinking Old English this whole time? I am so sorry. That is five Old Englishes that you've drank because of us. And I apologize because I did not remember or know how strong this was. It's powerful. Um, it's, almost, almost as powerful as Demi Lovato's voice. Yep, I agree. <laughs> that almost as powerful as that burp. <laughs> almost. Not, high five. High five. Bam. All right, let's review this song, dude. Before we pass out. I don't really care if you cry. I don't really shouldn't have a lie. Should have saw the way she looked me in my eyes. She said, "Baby, I am not afraid to die." Push me to the edge. My friends are dead. Push me to the edge. All my friends are dead. Push me to the edge. All my friends are dead. Push me to the edge. Oh <laughs> Seth, is, Seth is not laughing at the song. It's no, something I'm else. It's something else happened. Oh my god. Okay, can you, so can you explain, explain what happened. Yes, again. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so. As we're recording, yeah, we are currently on top of a parking structure in Burbank. <laughs> it is, well, it's pretty late. And, you know, you get, like, ambient noises. Like, you've heard ambulances, <laughs> you've heard choppers, you've heard all kinds of shit in our get recordings. Get to the chopper. Yeah. Chopper. Get to the chopper! But <laughs> what happens just now is there was... I, I think it was a fire truck or some kind of an emergency. <laughs> it was some kind of an emergency vehicle. And it literally, it started making its its noise. And then it fucking just puttered out. It was the funniest shit. I've, 
probably ever heard. It was literally like, <laughs> like it, it, it's not even. It wasn't even that nice sound. It sounded like an awkward fart that just gets let out. What do you think of the song? Um, so I feel like. So, okay, so you know how, how Will Smith has two kids, right? He does. He has Jane Smith and Willow Smith, and um, Jane Smith has an acting career. Willow Smith has a quote-unquote music career, wherein she whips her hair back and forth, and it's very exciting. Um, I feel like this song was if Jane Smith tried to take on that mantle for a few seconds and was like, I want to make a music career, Dad. And Will Smith was like, cool, go for it, son. Because, like, you know when you look at at Jane Smith's Twitter, have you ever seen this? Have you ever looked it it up? So Jane Smith's Twitter is full of, like, you know, hashtag mind-blown facts where it's like, did you know that, that the word bed looks like a bed? <laughs> or like just dumb crazy shit like that. But I feel like the song was just full chock full of moments that were just like, yeah, I'm deep. <clears throat> but like what like it was it was I feel like there was another song we we reviewed tonight where it was like, yeah, it's deep, but like what the fuck are you actually my problem, talking about? Okay, my problem is like I don't remember the music well enough to to um have an opinion on it. Okay. So it was like, okay. Do you remember the lyrics at all? For, yeah, for me it's like all I can really think of and like try to analyze <laughs> is the lyric <laughs> and um <laughs> go, go on okay but see, Still I, actually, seriously. <laughs> I actually like I there was a couple lines that I found interesting one of them was like I'm barely her man now that was an interesting line but like why the concept of like being what? barely someone's man but like why are you barely her man bro like what's what, what's going on because very calm like often in relate in uh, romance quote unquote romance all of those definitions and limits they're not discussed you know for, for better or worse and then like another line I liked a lot was when he said it's not addiction he's like I'm committed so it's a line of it's a it's not beyond their control to stop um, self-destructive behavior they're just committed to it because it's like because they're depressed or they just don't want to be around anymore you know it's oh like, I see it's so like, like the, so the Xanax reference was actually a metaphor for him being in a relationship because it was like maybe, I'm not addicted maybe. to the Xanax I'm just committed to the relationship maybe that I, I wasn't saying that but maybe I, I felt like there was a few, like, interesting lines there that I was, I was like, bouncing back and forth in my mind. Um, I, I mean, I feel like this is the kind of song where, like, again, it's, like, it's sort of like Believer, where it's like, oh, I'm a thinking man's rap song, but, like, I don't know, there were a couple of times where I was like, oh, I don't That think, I disagree with. I think this because is a little... Believer, I, that's just garbage in my mind but this song it actually it actually had a few lines that like made me think and like yeah i thought were interesting well, well i you know that's what I, really all i can say because i don't recall the, the i don't recall the music enough to to say if it was how it worked with the lyrics but i thought it was okay musically from what i remember it was like it was like ah, so like, and then the lyrics it was like also too drunk to like Analyze on a complete level, Josh. Goddamn it! That's our only job. But in terms of like a couple lines, like you know, 
got me thinking. Okay. Well, okay. Well, here's here's the the <clears> line <throat> that was crossed where I started being like, maybe this is Jaden Smith territory. It was the moment when he was like, she say, you're the worst, you're the worst, I can't die, this is my universe. I can't die, this is my universe. Which I'm like, oh no, are you trying to go the, like, reality is in my mind, man, like, I can't die here because it's my reality. Like, are you going to pull that on me now? Like, on the last fucking it's thing? It's vague, it's hard to interpret. It's dumb as well. Does he mean is. that? Does he, you know? No, I... It was okay. Uh, I don't know, man. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing that supports my claim. Or it's like if he dies, he's not really dying because he's really one with the universe? Or okay, but like, but like, check this. I don't think, even think he's thought it through that hard. If you look at the album cover for this fucking album, um, literally there's there's dramatic tape. Is there a bear? There is a polar bear, but no, but there's dramatic tape across the album cover, and it literally says, quote-unquote, tape. I'm like, can you be more of a pseudo-intellectual, be like, oh, well, this is just tape, because it's, like, you know, representative of, like, the fucking struggles of the tape that I've had to cut through to become a successful rapper in this no, hard I, I'm, I'm day and that. age. I'm with you on that. I feel like... If it didn't have the quotes, it would have been okay. But the right. fact, but but the fact that it has like quote unquote tape, it's like what the fuck. I I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I mean it's it's fucking like I don't know. I don't know, man. It's hard because like in this in this like context, do you do you begrudge the artist for attempting pseudo intellectualism and failing, or do you praise them for at least giving it a chance and maybe trying to push that onto other rappers? What do you think? <clears throat> what you said was very harsh. I would just say I would say that it's more thoughtful than most top forty music. I had a few. There's a few lines that I found interesting. That's all I'll say about it. I don't know, man. I'm not convinced. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm. I don't think I'm convinced. I just don't get. You know, I think in other songs that we've listened to that have sounded more, um, more genuine. I just don't get a genuine vibe out of this. The one thing that I will say, actually, that we haven't talked about, um, at least production execution-wise, I like the fact that in the first chorus he sang the chorus like in a lower octave and then the second chorus he sang it in a higher octave um I thought that that showed at least that he had like an intent with the song that he wasn't just throwing it away but on the other hand when he did that and then he just went into that fucking third or second verse it just like he was writing that high and I was like yeah this is awesome and then like his voice cracked and he went into some weird shit and I was like ah really think this is awesome anymore. It was alright. So. There's some, some of the enunciation was funny and silly. Just the, ex- I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> you know, like, I, again, with this kind of a song, if you're gonna, if you're gonna talk about things that are that, uh, philosophical and that intense, it's like I said in the last song, in the last episode, when I use my angry card, <laughs> like, you should be thoughtful of, of every aspect of production when you go into it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, just the way that his voice cracks going into that third verse, like, I just don't think he thought about that. Like, I think that he thought about the concept and was like, this would be cool, 
But then maybe that was, like, the first or second take. And he was like, cool, it's good. And, like, the engineer was like, well, it's a little easy for I can't say no to him. So he just fucking went with it. Right. But I don't think it sounded polished. And I, and I think that it <clears> sort <throat> of revealed, like, a flaw about the song in general, which is, like, he thought it was intellectual, but he didn't really give it a lot of thought. You know what I'm saying? Or did I just blow your fucking mind? You might have. Maybe. Um, I'm buzzing. Okay. I gotta pee. Okay. I have nothing else I think I can say <laughs> about this song. Alright, well, so, so this might be the end of this episode. It's over. Cool. Well, um, thank you everybody for tuning in, listening to us. Um, this might be the first episode where we're actually buzzing and we're drunk. This is really exciting, dude. Yeah. I think it's actually also says, uh, you know, speaks of a testament to our drinking abilities. The fact that we haven't really actually gotten drunk until this episode. Like, we were buzzed in other episodes. Yeah. I think this is the first episode where we're really, like, starting to feel it. It's real. Um, this shit's real now. I don't know what it is. It might be, it might be the 42 ounces. It might be the, the added alcohol content. It might be both. And I actually don't know what the alcohol content of the other beers were that we were drinking. That would be interesting to... They were between the trust. 5 to 6% range. Yeah. And this is like 7.5. That shit's real. I guess 7 is when it starts to get intense. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, um, I guess that was it for this episode. Next week, we'll be going over more. Um, if anything changes up, we'll do that. But otherwise, it looks like we're just going to be just plowing straight through this, assuming that next week... No crazy singles drop, which, you know, <laughs> I feel like a single drops literally, like, the day after each episode we do. Hopefully. So, <laughs> I mean, I think things are, things will be interesting regardless. Get Taylor out of there. Get, get two songs, get the fuck out of here, man. Um, anyway, I've been Seth. I've been Josh. And, uh, you've been listening to 40s on 40s. Thank you so much for joining us. We love all of you. You're the best. And, uh, we'll catch you next time. Wow. Mwah!